and welcome back, ladies. So today we are talking about energy drainers. So how to deal with energy energy drainers and and vampires? I guess they call them. Is that what they call them? <laughs> vampires. So how do we deal with energy drainers? Um, first, I think we we need to identify who they are. Um, I don't know who wants to start. How do we identify who who, who the energy drainers are? I okay. feel like energy oh. drainers, it doesn't have to be one. Per, it doesn't have to be like just a certain people all of the time. It can be anybody at certain times, you know, and it's not like it's not it doesn't have to be malicious either, because I think sometimes when someone you love is draining you, you don't want to say you don't you know what I'm saying you don't want to bring it there because it feels like, well, they don't normally drain my energy or they do a lot for me. So maybe I should, you know, just deal with this. So I think it's very important to clarify that someone can drain your energy while they still bring a lot of good things into your life. You know, and then there's the traditional people who, you know, every time you see them, it's just it's the same thing. But it's right. kind of like understanding that just because someone's good to you and brings joy doesn't mean that they don't drain you sometimes. Right. I agree. A hundred a hundred and ten percent. Sometimes people are not aware that they're problematic. Um, it, the way I see it is like people when they need, even if it's like to constantly vent to you, to have you uh, carry their emotions or, or like say, you know, yeah, that's valid. That's valid. That too can become draining when you have to constantly be um, available to other people and be empathetic to other people. And so that alone, a person might not know, like they're just sitting there, like being themselves, like, oh, you're my friend. You have to be there under those titles, you know, so they're not right. aware of they're draining you. They require so much attention. It's like, I love you. And I know you don't mean to, but this is heavy. And it's a lot. Yeah, I wrote down some, some energy draining habits, right? So there are people who complain a lot. Um, they're usually very critical. Um, they have all the depressing news around the world. <laughs> um, they're overly dramatic. Uh, so they make a big deal out of small things. Um, they're histrionic, they're uh, narcissistic, difficult to please. Um, they're always upset with someone. They always got some shit going on. Um, I, I, I would call, and I heard this somewhere, I would call them a professional victim. Because um, I have a few of them in my life. They're professional victims. There's always some shit going on with them. And, um, and they're needy or they're probably really stubborn in their thinking. So do you guys have any experience? Because I have I have um, actually somebody I had to let go probably over the last year because I just felt like I was giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I just got tired of giving. And um, and I just felt like they just drained my energy because they I don't feel like they were adding value back. And they had actually some some actually some problems. They did. It wasn't like they didn't. But. It's just like that's their circumstance all the time. And it's not really my fault to carry their feelings. So um, and I just really had to just like disconnect myself from them that and they've been a friend of mine for a really long time. So you guys have any experience with some energy drainers? Plenty. <laughs> but I think the the ones that was um I think the that's like a moment like a kind of like a milestone in my life is when I let go of some family members that um I had been so used to kind of carrying their weight 
And mm-hmm. it felt like it was the right thing to do. Something felt very virtuous about it. And I didn't feel, and I didn't even need anything reciprocated. But when I felt like there wasn't really gratitude towards what I, the sacrificing I was doing. And when I became more aware that I have to start taking care of myself, because it also, you know, it's like, you don't really get to take, if you're giving a lot of your energy away to other people, sometimes what you need to do for yourself falls, you know, wayside. So when I realized um, that one, I wasn't getting, um, I didn't feel respected and valued for what I was doing. And two, that I really needed to put more time into me. Um, it was very, it, you know, I'll be honest, it hurt because these were like people that I was very, very close with. And it was actually interesting that I felt like I lost my voice for a little while, not felt I, I actually couldn't use my voice. And it was, it was very strange, but I also knew I was making the right decision because um, I, it, there was like a, a weight that was lifted. It was just, I, I felt like a physical, there was a lot of physical sensations to letting go of some people and not in a way where like, all right, we can't ever speak again, but knowing I can't carry um, that kind of weight and take those kind of responsibilities in anyone else's life except my own. Love that. Love that. <laughs> but I guess, you know, what I would say is that I, like for me, I had to move, remove myself from the situation and it sounds like you had to remove yourself from the situation. How do you do it when you really can't remove yourself from the situation where it's somebody that you like, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your kid, maybe it's your boss. Um, um, I definitely have been drained and, and I like to even say that I probably have been draining um, in different relationships too, especially being younger and my friendships. Um, probably, you know, but there was this one circumstance where the gentleman that I was dating was a narcissist. And, and although I was like, forget it, I was like in love with him. He was really, really toxic. And there was nothing that I could do or couldn't do that wouldn't require him to judge me or make me feel like maybe I'm not doing something right. What more could I have done? So although I already expended so much energy and invested so much time in him and trying to please him or, you know, keep us in it because they're narcissistic. You never know what's going to make them pop, you know? So once they they snap on you, you're like, oh, what? I didn't do something. And then you got to be defensive. So you got to spend energy on defending yourself. um, Also trying to show love and support and understanding when you really don't understand. And, you know, so you you expend so much uh, energy. So you end up being drained. And um, I was uh, so depleted at the end, yeah, I mean, forget it, like everything, weight, uh, the physical, the, the emotional, the mental, everything about me was depleted because I was more caught up on his opinion about me. Um, mm-hmm. How does he see me? How does, uh, you know, is he going to be, you know, he's going to say something negative about me because I wasn't able to carry his shit or help him fix his shit or whatever. And and it was a small frame of time because I usually don't give people too much time to play with me. But I give you, if you watch past episodes, you know, I mentioned the probation period. It was within that period. And I was like, and I did not want to break up, but I was like, this is not what's up and this doesn't feel good to me, you know, and it just, and you got to leave and you got to just, you have to choose you first, but there's a, there's a grieving process, even in, in, um, pulling yourself out that energy because now you're kind of addicted to that up and down emotional roller coaster that affects us in some sort of way. You know what well, I mean? I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, you know, I was going to say, 
who are the people that are most affected by energy drainers? Um, I believe it's people who are empathetic, you know, people who are who are really sensitive to other people's feelings. Like they just want things to be good. They don't want a lot of discord. They want them to feel happier. So, you know, we'll do a lot to make them happy when really we, we can't control their energy. We can't control how they feel. But I, I do think that empaths are one, you know, we want to fix and repair. I think um, if we feel like we're losing something, like I was in a relationship with somebody who, um, it was a while ago, but um, had a lot of sickness and there was just a lot of emotionality. Oh my God. Hmm. And it was so draining. But I think, you know, I didn't want to leave the relationship. You know, you start to feel like, you know, but I can handle it because I'm not going through these things. But after a while, it just, it was like, you know, it's kind of like what Lisa said, you you have a physical manifestation of like, she was like her throat, you know, was, you know, she couldn't speak because it was a physical manifestation of just like, you know, not being able to deal with what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I lost, I lost so much weight in that, in that one dynamic. I remember being, and I've always been small, but being naturally tiny and then also being depleted, I I just, the self-care had started to dwindle. It manifested in my physical as like me losing a lot of weight and just looking like I was literally being sucked dry. When you said relation, different kind of relationships, I was going to mention with kids, that's something that I think has, um, because I do know and encounter and experience experience that with kids sometimes. And I think it's very important to remind them, you know, what you're doing for them, remind them to be grateful, remind them where they are. And, um, and instead of just, you know, like, oh, well, placating or letting them do whatever they want, or like, they'll get over it. We have to start teaching these habits young. Like, no, it's not okay. I'm not going to baby you. I'm not going to act like what you're doing is okay because of whatever age you're at. No, you got to start learning from the very beginning. Hey, you know, this, this, this kind of behavior is not accessible, acceptable. People don't want to see it. People don't want to deal with it. It's not good for you. It's like, it's like a poison in your system. You know, mm-hmm. when they just start, you know? So I think, I think that's really important because a lot of times I see it the other way around where it's like, well, I don't want the kids to be pissed off or, you know, I just want to sh- just give him whatever he wants or, or let him say he didn't. He doesn't know what he's saying. Exactly. So this is the time. What you just said, like, why, why is she saying that? I'm like, hmm, I'm like, this is this is deep. And let me tell you why, because everybody processes things differently. Some children are acting out and throwing those hands because they don't have a healthy way to express what they're doing. And especially most children are. um they're they're sponging what's going on in their environment. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of their unhealthy uh, expressions of you know of their their emotional states or whatever is coming from what she's saying, like parents okaying it or allowing it or, you know, bickering back and forth or whatever have you. Um, But that constant need, there's got to be an awareness to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we all have shit and sometimes you really do need somebody there, but it's, it's about the balance of becoming awakened. Like, yo, when is it healthy for me to come in and, and, you know, rely on somebody to, to share with what I'm going through and, you know, have to have this awareness of me not uh, projecting my shit onto them or bringing my trauma to someone else's house. The Bible even talks about that. Like, don't bring your woes to my crib. <laughs> that sounds like a direct quote. But 
funny as hell. <laughs> you know, I, the way that I see life is I take full accountability for for everything, right? So if someone energetically is behaving in a way, it, I, I believe it's feedback for me. So if if it's, you know, if kids are acting out, a lot of times they, they don't know how to manage their emotions. And unless we teach them how to manage their emotions, you know, usually what we do is, or at least that's what kind of happened to be when I was a kid, like they just, they just um, address the behavior but don't address what, what is happening underneath. But I feel like we're getting all the way away from energy drainers. But I do want to um, say that the only way that somebody can take away your energy is if you allow them to. So it's just like... <laughs> I'm sorry, because I got to say this. I'm sorry. She's like, she's like, I think we get way off of energy training. I'm like, kids, this is the biggest energy train is out, bro. But it's not their fault. And the problem is with that, what happens, those kids become adults and then they become your relationship partners. And then it's just this whole cycle. You know, instead of addressing it in the beginning and kids notice they pick up on things. I'm with some kids this week and one of them said to me the other day, you're so different. Like, is it because you have so much going on right now that you're just more cool and leveled out? I was like, what do you mean? Oh, well, you used to be more, you know, just telling people what to do. And I, I was explaining, no, now I'm working on my energy. Because if I'm not accepting certain things, you know, not to come with certain certain behaviors, you know, not to bring it here. So now I'm doing the energetic work and then the, the child can see, OK, you know, at least it still means business, but it's less threats now. You know, a lot of times when adults are doing work, they don't want to make the kids do it right away because they don't know the results of it. But I think any kind of spiritual work, energetic work, bring your whole family along, anyone who's open for it or that you're responsible for. You know, it doesn't have to be all of it, but some of it being still journaling, uh, or, you know, writing it out taking a walk, learning to take a nap if, if, if you're so angry. These type of things, I think it's so important we start seeing it like in the whole family, not like, okay, I'm going to go hide and meditate and, and, and get away from the energy drainers. Yeah, and I think, you know, I want to make sure that um, we give people tools to be able to handle this. So, you know, I feel like most of it, like the energy drainers, like you just said, they're like family members. They're people that are close to us that we probably feel like we can't just like separate from. Or there are partners, right? There's somebody we've been in a relationship with and, and we're trying to... So I think that's where I want to go with this. Like, how do we, you know, if the answer is not just like leave them, right? Because we can't leave the kids. <laughs> we, can, we can separate from them or we can do at least, at least it was saying, it's like we master our energy so that we are not vibrating with negative negativity and, high, you know, hyperactive you know, behavior or whatever, that we, you know, we are more of an example. But I, I want to talk about this because I feel like people have this in their relationships or maybe at work with their bosses. And, you know, they can't always just just leave. Like I, I know Lisa said in the last um, uh, segment that we, I mean, the last episode we were talking about when I was saying how I was dealing with my neighbor who was like, you know, whatever. And I just disconnected. And, and Lisa was saying, well, you know, maybe somebody doesn't have the privilege of not having to go to an office every day. So if you have to go and deal with this boss every day, you got to deal with these kids every day. You know, you got to deal with a partner every day. Like, how do you handle this situation when you feel like they're just draining everything from you? Like Lisa was saying, try to get them, you know, involved. 
Um, with the kids, it's different because you're responsible for them. You know, you can actually be like, listen, this is what this time is for. And it's a difference because now you can like introduce them to the same type of work you're doing. So it's not like you're just leaving them or separating from them. You're including them. Now, in a relationship with a partner, I think that's a little different because this is an adult. This is a person who's in charge of their own personal shit and how they're going to process things. Now, if you're telling them like, listen, you know, you require a lot. Leaving is not an option because I'm committed and I'm and I'm willing to be, you know, patient and understand how you process things. These are the options. You can join me if you're willing to. But if not, you have to um, set aside time and at least communicate it with them. Like, listen, this is what I'm going to be doing to balance myself out, to regenerate my own energy to recalibrate myself so that way I'm in a space that's healthy enough to process with you, you know, to go through what you're going through. Because if you're not like you, you really don't got to fight a chance if they're not willing to also work on themselves. So if leaving and separating yourself physically or, or for a while, whatever, is not an option, you have to create yourself uh, uh, an experience where you're doing the healthy things for you and, and allowing them access to it but also setting boundaries around it because an energy drainer don't want you to, to do what's good, best for you because they, they require you. They need your supply. Your attention is a supply for them. So you have to, you have to be able to come to a compromise where it's like, if I'm going to stay in this commitment, we're talking partnerships, right? If I'm going to stay in this commitment, and I'm going to be loving and supportive of the way you're processing your things, then you need to allow me uh, you can't really, he's not even allowing me, but I need this too. And you don't have access to it. You can, if you do it this way, if you don't do it this way, you can't have access to it, or this is going to fall apart. Cause really like, what else can you do after a certain amount? Because the energy drain is already abusing and taking too much without reciprocating energy back. That's the whole point of them being a vampire. Can we talk about what that even looks like? Because someone has asked me before about that kind of work. And then I say, well, you know, you just got to listen to yourself, meditate. And it didn't seem like concrete steps to telling someone, how do you go from um, having all of this energy that um, that that is that kind of, that's kind of toxic by the time it gets by the time you relate to other people? How do you start cleansing yourself of that so that you can come to? Because if someone comes to me and say they trust me, they care about me, I want that to be our relationship. I want that to be what's flowing. And obviously, I imagine that's what most people want um, from the other side too. So how to? What kind of steps? To really say, okay, this is how um, I can clean up my energy. This is how I can um, be more available to a different kind of relationship. You know, other than telling them meditate. I, well, I would take I would take some of this. Um, I believe that it's it's about mastering your energy first, right? So, if you are calm and you are in a good space, you're going to notice quickly <laughs> when that's declining because nothing is happening in your experience without you matching it. So. It, you know, somebody who's needy or they're whatever, they're feeling like there's a deficit, right? And and we have to pour into them. And if we keep pouring into them and now we feel like we're at a deficit, we're doing this thing together. So we have to master our energy and then we have to decide we're only going to connect on positivity, right? So, you know, we have, like, I have somebody in my family that <clears throat> just, mm, just drains my energy, you know, and, but what I have to do is I have to recognize it. And then I, I know that I have to be, I have to be more aware when I'm in a situation with them. Like if I'm, 
you know, meeting up with a friend who doesn't drain my energy. I'm not so like, you know, prepared. But if I'm meeting somebody who I know is always draining my energy, I have to be, I have to go in, meditate it, understand what I want out of the situation. And if they're starting to talk about like, oh God, these people are dying over the, or whatever. I just like, I'm not ready. I'm, you know, I don't want to talk about that today. Can we talk about something positive? Or if, you know, this one, you know, did whatever to me, you know, well, what could you do to make yourself feel better? I try to just change the narrative. I continue to change the narrative. And if they want to drag me into negativity, then I got to be peace out. <laughs> but go ahead, Janessa, you can go ahead and add to it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's all about the energy, of course. Right. But then, like Lisa's saying, like for those who really don't get that, like what's the. Some people don't know how to do energy work. Some people don't understand the the principles of frequency and matching and they don't get universal law, really. So really what you got to do, in other words, which is basically the same steps, is do what feeds you, right? The moment that you're you're feeling drained, how you get back up, how you get back that that energy or you get back filled is you start this, this self-care, this is what self-care, you know, and people are like, oh, self-care is not as glamorous as you think. It's not spa day. It's not hands and feet done, hair done. I mean, those things are cool too. And, and they are part of self-care, but self-care sometimes could be sitting in your car, um, pop, you know, whatever your thing is. People have to start doing the things that make them feel good so that way they can remember like, oh, these are the things that I enjoy. When when you start to raise your own vibration, now we're talking frequency, imagine energy. When you're raising your vibration and you're doing the things that you like to do, you are now raising the bar. So now, even in your unhealthy connection with this drainer, you should be able to start being able to recognize that you're not aligned with this person, which is why you're becoming drained. Right. Because I'm starting to, as I'm listening to us, I'm starting to feel like we are not supposed to be really with the drainers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the drainers are actually, although the, the children is a different situation, right? You're in charge of them. But relationships, if it requires for you to have to become less of who your best version of self is, the, the pattern is toxic. Right. And if you're going to be the only one working on making it a balance, it's unbalanced. It's imbalanced already. You're going to become drained because you're the only one putting in the effort. So really, you have to raise your own vibration, which is what Sherelle was saying. Raise your own vibration. Do the things that, that, that you love to do. And when you start doing them, I don't care if that's making yourself a, a restaurant in your own apartment and feeding yourself, taking yourself out to dinners, movies, buying yourself flowers, getting your hair done, looking fly, um, giving yourself a, a hot bath, reading a book. I don't know, even men doing their own thing, chilling with the dudes, playing some sports. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject for a little bit because I think this is where I think um, people need more specific tools because when you're in, because this is what we think about. We think about like, you know, that parent that we've got to take care of or that we don't really, not that you don't have a choice because you always have choices, but you're in charge of them. You know, you may be just in charge of kids, but you may be in charge of your parents or you may be living with somebody who's got some kind of sickness or whatever that you, you know, you want to do your life, but you've got to take care of them. So I think, you know, or at least I thought that that's what she was saying is like, so how do you specifically do it in the moment? How do you specifically do it when somebody is like being negative? It's a matter of perception. In a circumstance like that, 
your perception is really determining what vibration you want and what kind of reality you're creating for yourself. Because if you are taking, like, let's say, for instance, my grandmother, right? My grandmother has dementia right now. If I was in charge of taking care of her and every time she chooses to forget and she's asking me the same thing over and over and it's draining me because I'm like, you know what I mean? It's really up to me on how I see this. Do I see this as, oh, I'm drained because I got to constantly repeat this to this lady who doesn't get it? If I'm looking at it in this sense, then maybe it will feel heavy on But if I look at it in the sense of this is my perception, I get to take care of my grandmother. I get to create a reality where she's comfortable and supported and not, you know, you know, I guess afraid or something. It's really a matter of the perception and what I'm doing here. If I am feeling pulled and forced to do it against my free will choice, it's going to drain me. It's going to make me feel unhappy. But if my perception is like, I'm in this position willingly because this is this or whatever, you know, however my theories is, if I, if I remember that and recall that, then my purpose should be in, it should be like, you know, renewed every time it's occurring. I should feel good about it. I should understand that. I'm not going to, but some people are addicted to that as well. And maybe that's why they're attracting that drained um, energy. Some people are addicted to the complaining, like, oh, I got to take care of this person, da, da, da. Therefore, you kind of are just a reflection of what you're, you're experiencing. You know what I mean? Like if, if I'm complaining about having to take care of her, that's why I'm drained. Because I'm also, you know, in that, that negative mindset. My joyful friends, that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this episode with someone you think would get some value out of it. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Bye-bye now.